Good morning, friends. Today is Friday, the 25th of September, 2020. Today we remember the Russian Saint Sergius. We read Psalms 88, or Psalm 88, Judith 13, 1 through 20, Acts 19, 21 through 41, and the Gospel of Luke, chapter 4, verses 31 through 37. God is spirit, and those who worship must worship in spirit and in truth. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God, our heavenly creator, to set forth God's praise, to hear God's holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation and so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship God. Let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins, that we may obtain forgiveness by God's infinite goodness and mercy. God of all mercy, we confess that we have sinned against you, opposing your will in our lives. We have denied your goodness in each other, in ourselves, and in the world that you have created. We repent of the evil that enslaves us, the evil we have done, and the evil done on our behalf. Forgive, restore, and strengthen us through our Savior Jesus Christ, that we may abide in your love and serve only your will. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through the grace of Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. Praise to the holy and undivided trinity. Oh, excuse me. Oh God, let our mouth proclaim your praise and your glory all the day long. Praise to the holy and undivided trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The holy one is in our midst. Oh, come, let us worship. Come. Let us sing to God. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise to God a shout with psalms. For you are a great God. You are great above all gods. In your hand are the caverns of the earth, and the heights of the hills are yours also. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come. Let us bow down and bend the knee and kneel before God, our maker. For you are our God, and we are the people of your pasture and the sheep of your hand. Oh, that today we would hearken to your voice. The Holy One is in our midst. Oh, come, let us worship. Psalm 88. O oh God, God of my salvation, when at night I cry out in your presence, let my prayer come before you. Incline your ear to my cry. 
for my soul is full of troubles, and my life draws near to Sheol. I am counted among those who go down to the pit. I am like those who have no help, like those forsaken among the dead, like the slain that lie in the grave, like those whom you remember no more, for they are cut off from your hand. You have put me in the depths of the pit, in the regions dark and deep. Your wrath lies heavy upon me, and you overwhelm me with all your waves. You have caused my companions to shun me. You have made me a thing of horror to them. I am shut in so that I cannot escape. My eye grows dim through sorrow. Every day I call on you, O God. I spread out my hands to you. Do you work wonders for the dead? Do the shades rise up to praise you? Is your steadfast love declared in the grave? Or your faithfulness in Abaddon? Are your wonders known in the darkness? Or your saving help in the land of forgetfulness? But I, O oh God, cry out to you. In the morning my prayer comes before you. O oh God, why do you cast me off? Why do you hide your face from me? Wretched and close to death from my youth up, I suffer your terrors. I am desperate. Your wrath has swept over me. Your dread assaults destroy me. They surround me like a flood all day long. From all sides they close in on me. You have caused friend and neighbor to shun me. My companions are in darkness. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the book of Judith, chapter 13, verses 1 through 20. When evening came, his slaves quickly withdrew. Begoas closed the tent from outside and shut out the attendants from his master's presence. They went to bed, for they were all weary because the banquet had lasted so long. But Judith was left alone in the tent, with Helofernes stretched out on his bed, for he was dead drunk. Now Judith had told her maid to stand outside the bedchamber and to wait for her to come out as she did on the other days, for she said she would be going out for her prayers. She had said the same thing to Begoas. So everyone went out, and no one, either small or great, was left in the bedchamber. Then Judith, standing beside his bed, said in her heart, O sovereign God of all might, look in this hour on the work of my hands for the exaltation of Jerusalem. Now indeed is the time to help your heritage and to carry out my design to destroy the enemies who have risen up against us. She went up to the bedpost near Holofernes' head and took down his sword that hung there. She came close to his bed, took hold of the hair of his head, and said, Give me strength today, O sovereign God of Israel. Then she struck his neck twice with all her might and cut off his head. Next she rolled his body off the bed and pulled down the canopy from the posts. 
Soon afterward, she went out and gave Holofernes' head to her maid, who placed it in her food bag. Then the two of them to get, then the two of them went out together, as they were accustomed to do for prayer. They passed through the camp, circled around the valley, and went up the mountain to Bethulia and came to its gates. From a distance, Judith called out to the sentries at the gate, saying, Open, open the gate. God, our God, is with us, still showing God's power in Israel and God's strength against our enemies as God has done today. When the people of her town heard her voice, they hurried down to the town gate and summoned the elders of the town. They all ran together, both small and great, for it seemed unbelievable that she had returned. They opened the gate and welcomed them. Then they lit a fire to give light and gathered around them. Then she said to them with a loud voice, Praise God, oh praise God, praise God who has not withdrawn God's mercy from the house of Israel, but has destroyed our enemies by my hand this very night. Then she pulled the head out of the bag and showed it to them and said, See here the head of Halofernes, the commander of the Assyrian army, and here is the canopy beneath which he lay down in his drunken stupor. God has struck him down by the hand of a woman. As God lives, who has protected me in the way I went, I swear that it was my face that seduced him to his destruction and that he committed no sin with me to defile and shame me. All the people were greatly astonished. They bowed down and worshipped God and with one accord and said with one accord, Blessed are you, our God, who have this day humiliated the enemies of your people. Then Uzziah said to her, O daughter, you are blessed by the Most High God above all other women on earth. And blessed be the sovereign God who has created the heavens and the earth, who has guided you to cut off the head of the leader of our enemies. Your praise will never depart from the hearts of those who remember the power of God. May God grant this to be a perpetual honor to you. And may God reward you with blessings because you risked your own life when our nation was brought low and you averted our ruin, walking in the straight path before our God. And all the people said, Amen. Amen. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle I, the Song of Jonah. I call to you, O God, out of my distress, and you answered me. Out of the belly of Sheol I cried, and you heard my voice. You cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas, and the flood surrounded me. All your waves and billows passed over me. Then I said, I am driven away from your sight. How shall I ever look again upon your holy temple? The waters closed in over me. The deep was round about me. Weeds were wrapped around my head at the roots of the mountains. I went down to the land beneath the earth. Yet you brought up my life from the depths, O God. As my life was ebbing away, I remembered you, O God. And my prayer came to you into your holy temple. With the voice of thanksgiving, I will sacrifice to you. What I have vowed I will pay, for deliverance belongs to God. 
Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Reading from Acts chapter 19, verses 21 through 41. Now after these things had been accomplished, Paul resolved in the spirit to go through Macedonia and Acacia, and then to go on to Jerusalem. He said, After I have gone there, I must also see Rome. So he sent two of his helpers, Timothy and Erastus, to Macedonia, while he himself stayed for some time longer in Asia. About that time, no little disturbance <laughs> no little disturbance broke out concerning the way. A man named Demetrius, a silversmith who made silver shrines of Artemis, brought no little business to the artisans. These he gathered together with the workers of the same trade and said, Men, you know that we get our wealth from this business. You also see and hear that not only in Ephesus, but in almost the whole of Asia, this Paul has persuaded and drawn away a considerable number of people by saying that gods made with hands are not gods. And there is danger, not only that this trade of ours may come into disrepute, but also that the temple of the great goddess Artemis will be scorned, and she will be deprived of her majesty that brought all Asia and the world to worship her. When they heard this, they were enraged and shouted, Great is Artemis of the Ephesians! The city was filled with the confusion, and people rushed together to the theater, dragging with them Gaius and Aristarchus, Macedonians who were Paul's travel companions. Paul wished to go into the crowd, but the disciples would not let him. Even some officials of the province of Asia, who were friendly to him, sent him a message urging him not to venture into the theater. Meanwhile, some were shouting one thing, some another, for the assembly was in confusion, and most of them did not know why they had come together. Some of the crowd gave instructions to Alexander, whom the Jews had pushed forward, and Alexander motioned for silence and tried to make a defense before the people. But when they recognized that he was a Jew... For about two hours, all of them shouted in unison, Great is Artemis of the Ephesians. But when the town clerk had quieted the crowd, he said, Citizens of Ephesus, who is there that does not know that the city of the Ephesians is the temple keeper of the great Artemis and of the statue that fell from heaven? Since these things cannot be denied, you ought to be quiet and not do anything rash. You have brought these men here who are neither temple robbers nor blasphemers of our goddess. If, therefore, Demetrius, Demetrius and the artisans with him have a complaint against anyone, the courts are open and there are proconsuls. Let them bring charges there against one another. If there is anything further you want to know, it must be settled in the regular assembly. For we are in danger of being charged with rioting today, since there is no cause that we can give to justify this commotion. When he had said this, he dismissed the assembly. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God.
Canticle 18, A Song to the Lamb Splendor and honor and royal power are yours by right, O God Most High. For you created everything that is, and by your will they were created and have their being. And yours by right, O Lamb that was slain. For with your blood you have redeemed for God, from every family, language, people, and nation, a royal priesthood to serve our God. And so, to the one who sits upon the throne, and to Christ the Lamb, be worship and praise, dominion and splendor, forever and forevermore. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ according to Luke. Glory to you. Jesus Christ. Luke chapter 4 verses 31 through 37. Jesus went down to Capernaum, a city in Galilee, and was teaching them on the Sabbath. They were astounded at his teaching, because he spoke with authority. In the synagogue there was a man who had the spirit of an unclean demon, and he cried out with a loud voice, Leave us alone. What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. When the demon had thrown him down before them, he came out of him without having done him any harm. They were all amazed and kept saying to one another, What kind of utterance is this? For with authority and power he commands the unclean spirits, and out they come. And a report about him began to reach every place in the region. The Gospel of Jesus Christ. Praise to you, Jesus Christ. So the few thoughts that I want to share this morning... You know, I, I struggle with Judith um, because while I love having a powerful woman in our Gospels, man, I wish that she weren't victorious through seduction and the myth of redemptive violence, you know, <laughs> right? I think it's interesting, too, that she has to make such a point that she did not have sex with Holofernes, that he did not, quote, defile her. So, like, the seduction would go so far, but only this far, and that was her boundary. And I think there is a lesson for us in that. Let's put aside the sexual bit of it for once, because we know that there's a lot of wounding and mistakenness associated with the way sex is portrayed or the way we interpret sex to be portrayed in the Bible. So let's put the sexual bit aside and let's just say it like this. Judith has a boundary. A boundary that she believes is from God. And even in the pursuit of 
what is her heart's desire to save her people and her town, her patriotism, all of those things. She will go only so far and no further. And all the time we see people who have this desire and it is often not a godly desire. And I'm not saying that Judas' desire to cut off the head of Helofernes was, was a godly desire. Please don't mistake me that way. But whatever the source of the desire, we can, come, we can become corrupted. And by corrupted, I mean twisted away from God by the means with which we use to pursue it. And I see it all the time that we overrun our own boundaries because we think it's the only way to get what we want. And I'm telling you, there is always a way that we have not conceived because we cannot conceive of it. And that is the way of God. I see it all the time in my chosen profession. If we can say chosen, sometimes I feel like it should fit anyway that people just give up everything, their humanity, their compassion, their scruples, their morality to get ahead. And what's so funny is that, you know, there's a person that I know that has been slandering other people, calling them out, saying they're doing immoral things to get ahead. And, and in reality, she's the one who is doing amoral things because she is so desperate for her idea of success, which is tied to position and title, that she's just willing to trample on anyone who gets in her way. Now hear me here. I am not judging her. I have been where she is. I have, I think we can all say that we have acted from a place of desperation, whatever the reason. I know that when I was first figuring out how to do the single parent thing, how to be completely on my own with no family, sole supporter of my son, I was desperate and I understand we've talked a lot together friends about how bad decisions, unhealthy choices come from a place of fear and perceived scarcity. So I get that and I do not judge. I propose that we try a different, really hard way. Those of you who know me personally know like, oh yeah, going the hard way. Hmm. Unsurprised, Jacob, but, but all joking aside, I really mean that the way of Jesus is not always easy, but I believe it's there. I really believe that we can lead blessed, joyous, effective, bounteous lives without sacrificing our callings, and I believe this is a common calling to all of us as co-creators 
as children of the divine, with the divine in us, divine beings ourselves, I believe that we can live out love, that we can, for lack of a better way to put it, we can get ahead without trampling each other. That we can all rise together. It is fruitless and futile for one person to put another down in trying to rise up. It lowers us both, friends. We rise together. We rise together. And it especially burns me up, chaps my you-know-what, when women do this to each other. We've bought into this competitive, comparative culture, and we put each other down. And it's disgusting and horrible. And I pray in the holy name of Jesus that it stop. That we see each other as comrades, as loved ones, and lift each other up so that we all rise together. In the holy name of Jesus Christ, this I pray. Amen. I think... That what happened in our reading from Acts, where a small group felt threatened and scared, and from that place of fear and perceived scarcity, incited a mob. I think that happens often in our culture today. And it's not always as benign. I think there are people right here in our country that intentionally and purposefully incite violence and riot and mob mentality. And I would that we had a peacekeeper like Alexander to come forward and quiet the crowds. And I charge you, my friends, with being that peacekeeper. Whomever your crowd is, whatever side of the aisle that they are on, when they move to riot, I believe it is your place to move them to peace. I am not saying, I am not saying stand down and give up your cause. Not at all. Anyone who knows me knows that I believe in fighting for justice, that I have, <laughs> I have social activism running through my veins, as it were. But I also believe that violence is not the way. That we must choose Jesus' third way. And that it is our job to remind those around us that there is another choice, that violence is not the only choice, that we can choose the way of Jesus, of active nonviolence, and it works.
Amen. Lastly, speaking about our gospel reading this morning. Honestly, I feel like there's an admonition here. And the admonition is to make sure that we understand with the deep wisdom that comes from the Holy Spirit before we go spreading the report. I think too often we look at something that looks like one thing on the surface and we let misunderstanding, confusion, and malevolence have their way coming from that place of fear and perceived scarcity. And we write a report that is untrue. We write a report that assumes facts that we don't know. And as spiritual people, my beloveds, I charge us that we need to go even deeper. That we need to delve far below the surface. And with the supernatural wisdom of the Holy Spirit, patiently gain understanding. And furthermore, I suggest that we filter all our reports and statements, public statements. I mean, you got to have some friends in private that you hash things out with, right? Verbal processing is something that really helps me. But those things that we are reporting and spreading publicly, I believe it is our honor-bound duty to seek the wisdom of the Holy Spirit and to run them through the filter check of love. Is this speaking love? If not, are we sure it's holy truth? Just my thoughts, friends. God grant us all wisdom and healing and the humility to be ever learning. Amen. Let's affirm our faith together. We believe in God, the nurturer and teacher, from whom is named every family in heaven and on earth. We believe in Jesus Christ, begotten of divine love, who lives in our hearts through faith and fills us with that love. We believe in God, the Holy Spirit. She strengthens us with power from on high. We believe in one God, source of all being, love incarnate, spirit of truth. Amen. Hear our cry, O God. And listen to our prayer. Let us pray. Our creator in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your dominion come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the sovereignty, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. Show us your mercy, O God, and grant us your salvation. 
Clothe your ministers with righteousness. Let your people sing with joy. Give peace, O God, in all the world, for only in you can we live in safety. God, keep this nation under your care and guide us in the way of justice and truth. Let your way be known upon earth, your saving health among all nations. Let not the needy, O God, be forgotten, nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and sustain us with your Holy Spirit. A Collect for Fridays O Almighty God, whose most dear incarnate went not up to joy but first suffered pain and entered not into glory before being crucified, mercifully grant that we, walking in the way of the cross, may find it none other than the way of life and peace. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. God, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is discord, union. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. Grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord, to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved incarnate that when two or three are gathered together in Christ's name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O God, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless God. Thanks be to God. Glory to God, whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to God from generation to generation in the church and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen. We live without fear. Our creator has made us holy, has always protected us, and loves us as a good mother loves her children. We go now in peace to follow the good road. And may God's blessing be with us always. Amen.